0: Are you ready? I'm ready. Guess what? What? This is episode number thirty. Woo! We made it to thirty episodes Yay. of our kids asleep. Shout Oscar, out, Oscar!
1: Did you hear that? Thirty episode. He doesn't care.
0: That guy's the worst. Forget him. Forget him. He's not even part of the family. He's gonna bring down that whiteboard. He's like HR. That's. I'm waiting for it. It doesn't even matter anymore. He's been making such a mess of everything lately that I'm not really. I'm not really too happy with him. He's ruined probably about six episodes of the 30, don't you think? (laughs) That's about right. So I'd like to welcome you all to episode number 30. And we wanted to talk about three things, mainly Ocean's Eleven and a couple few things. So let's get rolling. Why Ocean's Eleven? Why the hell is this such a a thing that keeps (laughs) coming up all the time?
1: I don't know. I'm... My family watched this movie over
0: and over and over again. And, and just to be clear, we are talking not about the Rat Pack no, original. No, 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 we are no. talking about the what is it? The 2001, 2001. Steven Soderbergh masterpiece, mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven, which is a, a beast of its own. I really have no emotional connection to the original, but I, I feel that this movie is definitely... One of my favorites. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So slick.
1: It is. It's, it's got all the, the makings of a classic.
0: Yeah. And I realized this the moment it started, uh, when we watched it again, I think it was a couple of weeks back. The moment the first couple of shots start coming in and you get a sense of what the style of the movie is going to be, I just, take a seat and i go man this movie is cool as hell Mm -hmm. still this movie is cool as hell
1: yeah
0: can't get over it yeah it's that really bold lighting and grading and steven soderbergh was just like yeah i just got done doing no he hadn't done traffic at this point because traffic was like 2002 maybe um But there, there's kind of like shades of that where where the look of it was like super extreme, like really like colorful. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it really. The music
1: is cool. Yeah, the actors are very cool. It's Brad Pitt. I'm Brad Pitt. George Clooney. Do whatever I want. it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And it's just
0: it's so cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Casey Affleck's in this movie. He plays one of the Mormon brothers.
0: And a very funny movie.
1: Yeah, it is. It's hysterical. <laughs> Andy Every- Garcia, Don Cheadle.
0: Yeah, and Andy Garcia is an evil bastard, but he is really, really good at He's it. He's really Julia fucking Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. I um, keep forgetting and then remembering who else right. is in the movie, but. I- I I haven't been too fond of Julia Roberts, but uh, I'm warm, I've warmed up to Julia Roberts. Are you kidding She's me? She's amazing. She's amazing. She's great.
1: You didn't like her?
0: Not at first. No. Well,
1: what do you what, what did what didn't you like?
0: I I don't know. It's Erin a personal, Brockovich. Anyone? No, it's it's a personal preference. My I'm, best I'm friend's not, wedding. I did like my best Your friend's oldest wedding. sister's was,
1: favorite movie.
0: I watched it with my sisters, and it was wonderful. It's a it's actually one of the great one of the great uh, romantic comedies of the 90s.
1: Mm.
0: I really put it up there on a pedestal. But that's uh, a conversation for another another episode because it's I think we need really to have Got really
1: offended that you don't yeah, like Yeah, you Roberts. you
0: really did. You really did. Um not my my go-to leading lady, but she's she's very good. It's just a matter of personal preference. Yeah. Um but she was outstanding in know. some of these movies.
1: I don't know if this is just me. This might just be me. <laughs> it took quite a few times of watching this movie to get
0: everything in this movie. Uh, you mean like at first glance when you when you first watched this? I or, saw the or movie when on? I was
1: pretty young. So I didn't understand all of the... I didn't understand the whole heist. Well, yeah. Because it's the, complicated.
0: What the procedure was going to be. Yeah.
1: Because or... it's one of those things where there's twists and turns and reveals and... Mm-hmm. Um, but he does it in a way that isn't exactly, um, it's not super concrete. At least it wasn't to me when I was younger. I get it now, you know, having watched it hundreds of times and watching it as yeah, an you adult, know,
0: you know, back and forth in and out.
1: But, um, but it is kind of a complicated, and I was thinking about this. I wonder how the original differs or, because, I mean, it was that was a long time ago. Yeah. And so I can't imagine that the heist was that sophisticated.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the original was in 1960, so they've come a long way. I, I feel that it it's, might as well be a completely different movie, mm-hmm. um, except for the branding. Um, we'll have to check it out. And and really, I mean, it just goes to show how how much of an affinity we have for this movie. We never made an effort to go out of our way to to watch <coughs> the original. Ocean's Mm-mm. Eleven. Just not shit. in my, yeah. I don't care. It's like old, uh, old white guys drinking in the '60s and you know stealing money. I don't know. I don't know. Not I'd rather, for me. I'd rather have George Clooney. You ever seen uh, Frank Sinatra by himself? Doesn't mm, not do for, anything me. for me. Mm-mm. No. Um, but I think overall, I mean, what's the thing that sticks out in your mind? What What is your favorite bit of that movie? Let's get specific. Oh man. Um...
1: I love when they're gathering the eleven. Yeah. When they're the, when the George assemble Yeah, George that, yeah. Clooney and Brad Pitt. So George Clooney gets out of prison and hooks up with Brad Pitt and they figure out like they want to do this heist. And so they begin assembling the crew. And it's just so good. Like it's funny and it's
0: and it's go go go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's snappy, fast paced. Yeah, yeah, it it's a very well well paced.
1: Uh, yeah, I just like, I don't know. It's it's just a cool sequence of events, mm. and I love when they get Linus, which is Matt Damon's character, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a pickpocket. Like that's what he does, and they. I don't know. The way they introduce him is so cool. Like he's on the L train and in, in Chicago.
0: And, yeah. and then he, George Clooney's just you, standing there looking handsome. Yeah. You
1: kind of see him like do his <laughs> thing, like lift somebody's wallet and then like walk away. And then, excuse me, George Clooney lifts his wallet. Yeah. And it's
0: just, it's great. Yeah. There's, there's just a lot of clever stuff happening in mm-hmm. the, in the story. Yeah. The, like sleights of hand is that what they call yeah, it yeah, yeah where there's there's just a yeah, The whole bit movie
1: of, is a sleight of hand
0: yeah um but I, I think overall to me is is like when shit goes south and they have to figure something out in the in the moment like um brad pitt figuring out that tess was there all along yeah. and then it, it was just such a like a, a sweet payoff and then at the end when they're you know should we talk about spoilers? This movie's like twenty years old.
1: Yeah, I guess if you haven't seen Ocean's <laughs> Eleven by now, I guess you can skip ahead yeah, it's like, like what, five what or twenty. Doesn't
0: matter. Um, but just those reveals are so satisfying mm-hmm. from from a storytelling point of view. Um But I, I really love the performances. I mean, just how much fun do you think this cast was? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, just to hang out with.
1: Yeah, it, there's so much like. There were so many big names but there was also lesser names but they were all, they all f- felt sort of equal mm-hmm. in the group like because they all had their important
0: yeah jobs. I like um what what's his face from um, the owner of the other casinos who's funding them who's bankrolling yeah. uh, the project holy oh, shit i don't holy know holy shit his he name is. is so funny he is and is funny uh any film buff will murder me for this um he's a big big deal kind of a big deal can kind of scroll
1: a down a little bit
0: no, nope, not that far. Cast oh, Devotions Eleven. Here we go. Um, Elliot Gould. Mm. Yeah, Elliot Gould is...
1: Oh, Bernie Mac.
0: Yeah. He's the best. Carl God Reiner. damn it. Yeah, Carl Reiner is outstanding in this he's movie. He's so good. And I feel for him. I think he's he's kind of the heart of it where yeah. I feel for him the most. Mm-hmm. And I want him to win the most. And I want him to get through all the stuff that he's going for Uh, Carl Reiner. Very, very good. Um, But seeing uh, also Andy Garcia uh, Mm -hmm. respond and react and and be a badass throughout the whole thing. Even, even though like they, you know, they break into the casino and they, they Mm -hmm. take his money and all that shit. Um, He's still a badass to me. Mm -hmm. Like
1: he's scary in this movie. Yeah. Like in a, in a sort of like quiet, fury yeah like you know, he doesn't like have he to has, do much no, he never raises his well he raises right. his voice maybe one time in the whole movie and right. that's not the scariest moment of the movie <laughs> yeah. he's very good at um well i don't know i guess he's kind of typecast like he's played a mobster before right, right. like he's he was in the godfather movies wasn't he
0: yeah he was he, he was, was really the, young in the family yeah yeah
1: um so he kind of already has that Type, I guess, under his belt, right, but
0: right.
1: Uh, you know, sort of the like, I'll break your knees, caps with tire <laughs> iron, if you see you back in my casino kind of feel.
0: Like, um, don't don't mess with me. Yeah, yeah, don't do this to me.
1: But I don't know, I don't know what it is. I I I like action movies, and I like comedies, mm-hmm. and like heist movies. And this movie satisfies all of those. It, it checks it, all the boxes. Checks all the boxes. And, right. It's just such a good movie.
0: Well, it's it's really a tremendous one. So I say we tink to that. We are drinking something out of the or, out of the norm because it's a Monday. What do you have there? I have uh, the cream soda flavor. It's a Zevia Zero, zero calorie soda.
1: Yeah, it makes me really burpy. So I apologize.
0: I'm feeling very, very healthy right now, but most of this is because it's uh, a Monday and we're recording this on uh, Veterans Day. Mm. So thank you to all uh, all the veterans out there and for all that you do and all that you have done and sacrificed and put on the line. Um, we really appreciate it. So this episode goes out to you, but we were able to enjoy, at least I was able to enjoy a day off. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> I apologize.
1: It's okay. Um, so could we, it's a little off topic, but not too off topic. Um, your sister was in a Steven Soderbergh movie. She
0: really was. And we haven't talked about this yet. We're going to be, yeah, that's going to be our next episode. Uh, Did we talk about this, uh, just yet?
1: I don't think so. We haven't? No.
0: I'm sure we have.
1: No. Well, I mean, we've hinted at it, but we we couldn't talk about it until the movie came out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's share the big news. So my sister, my younger sister, Brenda Zamora, was actually uh, uh, part of a cast. She had a, a small role in the new Steven Soderbergh film, The Laundromat. And when she told us last year... I think it was around September, August of Mm -hmm. of last year. My heart fell out of my butt. (laughs) I was so shocked. And it was such a surreal thing that I can't wait to have her on the podcast so that we can talk about it. Because it was such a surprise. But I am so, so proud of her. If you get a chance, please check out The Laundromat on Netflix. It is a wonderful, quirky top-notch steven soderbergh film and gary oldman for crying out loud antonio bandera's meryl streep they are knocking it out of the park so check it out and even the furnace has something to say (laughs) the furnace liked the movie too Mm -hmm. what do you think of that movie
1: (laughs) the movie was good um and it was so bizarre and cool to see
0: yeah it was a, to see your sister in it it was out of this world but it, it was pretty cool it knocked me out for yeah. a bit uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> yeah I it was, it was still a, a wonderful weird thing um, but check out The Laundromat and we're gonna give a shout out to my sister hopefully she'll come on the show real soon and we'll talk about what's in store and how this uh, production went for her yeah mm-hmm. yeah Oh, well, shit. Let's move on to uh, to the other topics at hand that we had, because I think we're going to make it a quick, quick podcast episode. We are going to go into the uplifting news uh, segment that we haven't done in a while. If only I can get the mouse to work. We're going to do, what do you think, four or five? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about four or five stories and make sure that we can remind folks that there are good things going on out there. You want to read the first one? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeopardy! Champion donates more than $10,000 to Cancer Center in honor of Alex
0: Trebek. Goddamn. That's nice. That is very, very nice. So how have you taken this, given that you've been a Jeopardy! uh, fan for a very, very long time? I mean, I think that you guys, you and your family, watch Jeopardy! pretty religiously way more than than I did.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that's, you know, you can potentially win a lot of money on Jeopardy. And mm-hmm. um, it's nice that this kid, who's quite young, he was 18. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, is donating that to... Because Alex Trebek, for those of you who don't know, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer uh, earlier this year. And um, he's... He's actually doing pretty well considering that, um, but...
0: But it's a tough battle. Man. Yeah, pancreatic cancer is no joke. doesn't look too good. Mm-hmm. So he's, that's
1: really nice. Yeah, he's that's donating
0: $10,314 uh, to Oregon Health and Science University's uh, Night Cancer Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, this is in honor of Jeopardy host Alex Trebek, a man who's been a role model for me my whole life nice that's that's really wonderful and and given that these kids are young i'm really glad that they have a good head on their shoulders and and trying to do the right thing setting a good example even though they have uh quite a bit of money coming in that's a very commendable and very very awesome yeah we need more of those kids mm-hmm. in the world and i can say that now because i'm i'm old and all of you kids are young to me so this is from uh portland oregon and we're looking at the top news of this week uh, in the uplifting news subreddit so if you know where we're getting that info go check that out reddit is the place to be now number two on this list Colin Kaepernick feeds supplies (laughs) he feeds supplies to homeless people (laughs) (laughs) poorly written he feeds comma and provides supplies to homeless people for his 32nd birthday and whenever I see people uh, I just
1: realized he's my age
0: I just realized that yeah I'm older than than Colin Kaepernick and he's done way more than I I will <laughs> uh, good for you Colin Kaepernick you you need to continue the good fight you have been doing so much to uh, to live your own life and to send a positive message and um, really fight back against the establishment when it comes to um, to fighting for uh, equality for. For folks who um, have had a lot of issues uh, with uh, police brutality and things like that. So, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. But he's really owned uh, up to his um, responsibility, I think, and really taken it seriously.
1: Mm -hmm. And not really like backed down or given into pressure.
0: Very easily he could have because they yeah. did tell him in the NFL or his coaches told him, if you keep doing this, we're going to let you go. Mm-hmm. And he kept doing it. Yeah. Standing he, up it, for what he believed in. And
1: even when he wouldn't, you know, like he wasn't getting signed to other teams.
0: Right. And he still didn't. Because I don't you know. think we, he's with any team anymore. He's out no. of the NFL now yeah. for good. So. I mean,
1: maybe not for good, but.
0: I think he's done, babe. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the impact that he's making now off the field is is really something else. So, mm-hmm. kudos to him, man. He's uh, he's doing good things mm-hmm. at thirty two years of age. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a great deal. So, how about number three? Democracy is awesome. Former
1: Syrian refugees vote as Canadian citizens for the first time. Canada well, did just have an election. Yeah. Yeah. They reelected uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau.
0: Yeah, in spite of the blackface, which, you know, I guess, I don't know, man that that shit he did it constantly he did like okay not constantly he did there it were a like few four times. four
1: times i mean i'm not that's... saying that that's a good that's a good <laughs> thing i'm just saying constantly is a little bit of an exaggeration
0: yeah um, um but the the times did change man i mean in the wild 90s they used to do all kinds of crazy stuff and uh i think he was a a fine arts or liberal arts major wasn't he so he was in Productions doing all kinds of shit. They don't. They don't have minorities up there, do they? Yes, they do. They They have a couple. So, yeah, he, he shouldn't have been playing those roles. It's no. ridiculous. Well, those were Halloween costumes. I know. I, I know. I'm just, you know, narrowing it down as much as humanly possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm being reductive. I'm sorry. I shouldn't <laughs> well, have done that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I yeah. So this is like a uh, this is uplifting because it's former Syrian refugees, right? And Who are getting to exercise their rights as Canadian citizens for the first time, which is cool. Um, Well, so Justin Trudeau did get re-elected as prime minister. However, the parliament is no longer... It went to... uh... It's no longer of his party. Mm. The majority is of the opposing party, which is not unlike how our government is running right now. So that's...
0: Nice. Hopefully they won't have too much of a stalemate and they'll continue to work together, find some common ground. That's what it's all about, folks. Let's oh. find some common ground.
1: So I know that's not what this article is about. It's focusing on this particular man who got to vote as a Canadian citizen, but there's a really great episode of um, the Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj uh-huh. um who and he, he has a whole episode on like Canadian the Canadian government and um, oh right, right. Justin Trudeau and like all that stuff. So it's good if you are interested in a quick thirty minute uh, history lesson on Canada.
0: Yeah that that was sort of a uh, that was an eye opener. Honestly, oh shit. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I and I, I think it's card.
1: interesting that he um, that Hassan Minaj didn't really let Justin Trudeau like he didn't softball him. That was really awesome. Because he interviewed him and he was like really asking him hard (laughs) questions. And it's kind of upsetting that it's a comedian who has to do stuff like that and not like actual journalists. Right. right. Who ask like.
0: They're like, what do you think about your wife's dress? Or, you know, how was the gala for so and so? How are your
1: pants? How do your pants
0: fit so well? Do you get him tailored? Do you have any, do you have any fashion tips as the leader of the Canadian people? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Ask him about why he's making deals with the oil companies and the Saudis and privatizing. No, he's selling, he's deprivatizing it, isn't he? In Canada?
1: Mm, I can't remember.
0: Well, he wanted to, he wanted to privatize it in some way so that he could. Generate some money, well, right? Like keep the, the yeah. Businesses I mean, he's going.
1: still he's still selling
0: yeah stuff to the Saudis. Yeah,
1: still has contracts with them. Right.
0: He's got he's got oil in his hands. Yeah. All of that, but oil. at the
1: same time, saying that he can combat climate change while making billions of dollars off the right. oil industry, right. and Props saying that to, those aren't conflicting ideals.
0: Right. Props to Hassan Minaj. And I, I know how to say his name now because he corrected everyone, which was great. Well, and he,
1: he says it, too, like, you know, at the beginning of each show. But yeah, yeah, he did, I think it was on Ellen. Uh, yeah, it was on Ellen because <laughs> she said his name wrong. And he's like, it's actually awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on, Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were friends with everybody and you knew their names.
1: You know, it's funny. There was a, I want to say, you know, the woman from, um. Orange is the new black.
0: Ooh, no. She has a very... Well, yes, but...
1: um, It's a difficult to pronounce name. Really? Yeah, I can't remember. I, I'm blanking on her name right now, but it's Uzo something.
0: Orange is black lady. Orange. Orange black lady. Just just Google Uzo. It'll come no, up. Orange, She's the
1: only one. Orange is the new black. There's Uzo? A, There's other black. Ad, Aduba.
0: Uzo Aduba.
1: She said, um, essentially like her, she wanted to change her name or make her name easier to say. Really? Yeah. And her mom was like, no, if white people can say names like Tchaikovsky and, right. you know, like yeah, yeah. really hard to pronounce white people names, they can say <laughs> your name. <laughs>
0: <True> <laughs> Which M- I thought was
1: a very good, like that's, a very that's good awesome. advice. Yeah. It's
0: a good benchmark there. Um, and with good reason, they should keep their names. All of us. Yeah. All of us. We deserve to, um, you
1: don't need to anglicize your names for dumb white people.
0: Yeah. Well, we get it all the time. So it's, it's okay. You get it all the time. I'm, I'm Jamie. I'm Jamie a lot of the time, but that's fine. You shouldn't, you shouldn't. This is, yeah, I guess this is a problem, isn't it?
1: You shouldn't softball white people.
0: Yeah. But see, for me, and and I think this is a problem because I I just want to let it go, because it's you know raised in Wyoming, it happens all the time. I don't give a shit. But that is a, a point that can be made. My name is Jaime,
1: mm-hmm. right? And most people would go, "Oh, thanks for correcting me. I yeah. didn't
0: realize." Well,
1: not everybody, but not some everybody. most people <laughs> most people would say, "Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. mispronounced your yeah. name."
0: but it it is something that i do have to work on and uh i've
1: i'm not like trying to like uh what's the word i'm not trying to like give you a talking to
0: i'm just right. saying like no but i i know. understand what you're what you're trying to say uh it is a a valid point because how can you um say how can i personally say that this is something that's important when i myself kind of surrender Mm-hmm. Or or forego that as an important thing. You know, if if I really believe in that, then I have to I have to show it in my daily life. And that's one way to do it. But I think I, I have great coworkers that do do a lot for me, especially when, you know, appointments are getting scheduled and all that. Then, you know, there's a lot of correction happening mm-hmm. uh as that's happening, which is which is pretty awesome. But I have oh, to say I'm mis-
1: I'm guilty of that. I mean, my Did name. You say my name wrong. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, no like, like how my, long
1: have we my been name, married? My name is not foreign, but I get mistaken for because yeah. I'm soft spoken, uh-huh. and so people will think I say Maggie or Addie or Natalie Maggie. or. And a lot of times Gross. I won't correct them. Yeah, I'll just let them call me Maggie. No, like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially <laughs> on a on a fucking friday at six o'clock yeah. you're getting like that last coffee it's like whatever yeah it's like venti latte from maggie <laughs> it's, just it's whatever it's, it's fucking fine just, just give it to me give me the caffeine yeah forget it
1: but anyway that's not really the same thing but it's avoiding <laughs> confrontation yeah i, I, at I think all that's costs. what it is yeah that's what it
0: is absolutely um because it's it's hard man like a lot of the time you just don't want to put up a fight you don't want to do that shit because there's other stuff on the horizon Mm -hmm. and um realistically you just it's another way to fend for yourself it's another way to back yourself up so don't anglicize be heard it's important Mm -hmm. and i i do believe in that as well
1: what's the next headline Oh hell. Sorry, we keep getting off topic.
0: No, that's fine. That's that's what this So good for you, man. Galdang podcast is about. This is important.
1: A World War II veteran got his high school diploma at 95.
0: I love these. I think these are amazing and super inspirational. It really it really caters to my uh my obsession with uh uh possibility and excitement for life. Look at this guy. Look at this, sir. (laughs) 95 years of age. Oh, he probably,
1: like, joined the military before he graduated. Yeah. That happened a lot. God damn it. 95-year-old World War War II veteran got his high school diploma more than 70 years after he left school to join the Marines.
0: Holy shit, man.
1: Corporal Louis Shaw was awarded the diploma on Thursday during a Veterans Day ceremony at Claremore High School in Oklahoma. Um... Shaw was orphaned at 12, dropped out of high school at 17, and worked as a school bus driver and a janitor before joining the Marines in 1943. Wow. The station reported, I was a little hard-headed. Algebra was my pitfall at school. I refused to try to learn algebra. (laughs) I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah. He fought in the battles of Saipan, Tinian, and Iwo Jima and said he was wounded during his service.
0: Holy shit, man. What did
1: that say? One come out with a phosphorus grenade got me across the backside. And I didn't want to tell anybody a good Marine doesn't get shot in the back. Shaw told the station that he lived a dull life after the war. He worked in a lumber mill for 30 years. Then went into business with his son. doesn't sound
0: dull. That'd
1: be dull in comparison to getting a grenade
0: in the butt no honestly that that is an exceptional life, yeah, and to top it off with that it's it's a testament to the kind of person that that he is and the kind of people that really went into the service at that time and and still do um i you know now in my line of work, I have the pleasure of of talking to a lot of veterans and like really getting to know the metal of like who they are you know obviously they're very they're very committed complex and and really amazing people but for somebody you know like a civilian who's just trying to understand that world you really get a sense of of the selflessness that goes into that because no matter the reason that you join eventually you have to let yourself go to be part of something bigger than you and that they're like the prime example of that but for them to hold on to that kind of of like commitment and mission and purpose after they're they're done with their service that's a really awesome thing to celebrate and to see that that just makes me really really happy mm-hmm. very very happy i'm i'm really glad that we live in uh in this country and there's uh, awesome people like that in this uh in this world mm-hmm. too yeah yeah what do you think?
1: You want to go into the next one, or is that enough?
0: It's up to you, but I think that we can do one more, possibly. Let's find a good one. We, this is a, our goddamn show. We can pick whatever we want. Mm-hmm. You tell me. Mm. Millennial.
1: <laughs> Uganda declares end of Ebola outbreak. That's good news.
0: All right, let's you're gonna ta- you're gonna talk about outbreak. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll let you do some of the talking on this let's one. Then
1: on this one,
0: let's see what's going on in Uganda. The Ministry of Health would like to officially declare
1: the end of the Ebola virus disease outbreak, which occurred in. Kasese District, the declaration comes after completion of 42 days of the post-EVD surveillance countdown period for the contacts of the last confirmed case, as per the World Health Organization requirement for declaring an end to an outbreak of any viral hemorrhagic fever.
0: Well, that's good news. That sounds gross, and that's <laughs> really great news.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, it's so hard in these African countries to um to contain outbreaks like this because um there's a lot of um uh, there's a lot of commuting mm. so people will travel long distances from where they live to work and to you know shop and stuff and so they you know um And there's also an issue with education, you know, like getting the information to people Mm -hmm. in remote areas. Um, And then you're sort of fighting against cultural norms and how they take care of their dead and they're ill.
0: Weren't you telling me that uh, one of the books that you read that it's it's very difficult because they they think that a lot of these doctors that are coming in are coming to kill these people as opposed to
1: it's not. I wouldn't say they're coming to kill, but they associate clinics where you're supposed to take someone who's exhibiting symptoms Uh as a place that they don't think they'll come out of again Mm. because it's, um, it's pretty contagious. Yeah. Um, I mean, not airborne, but blood, it's bloodborne. Uh So, you know, if you were to touch, you know, an open, if you were to have an open wound or. You know, touch your eye or whatever; like you could contract it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And so, um, people are very distrustful of um, of those clinics where they're, you know, where they're trying to help people. Yeah. Um, and they just they just won't report. And then eventually their whole family is sick. And then eventually the whole village is sick. And it just sort of, yeah, it just sort of, um, you know, it's the domino effect. Right. And, um, you know, they, they have rituals of that involve like cleaning up the body before they bury, you know, before they, they have rituals that cause them to come into contact with an infected person to a point where they also get sick. Oh, and God. so it's it's very hard, very difficult for um for doctors and relief workers to actually make a dent in outbreaks mm-hmm. like this, so this is it's good news that they've been able to get
0: it under control. Yes, I say that's worth a tink, yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> these cans don't make very good tinks <laughs>
0: We'll have to come prepared mm-hmm. next time. So, lastly, let's talk about a couple of things before we uh, we wrap up. Uh, what's the good news that we have coming up this year?
1: Okay, so I um
0: the best wife ever. I get right? wife
1: of the year award this year because my wife. I managed to score tickets to a Tom York concert that's happening in Denver in April. Oh God! And uh, uh, it wasn't
0: sweet baby Jesus. It wasn't
1: looking great when I first tried to buy them. <laughs> but I managed, I managed to make it happen. So we're going to go see a Tom York, not Radiohead. It's just him. It's his solo tour,
0: which is going to be a fucking blast. It's going to be amazing. And I can't
1: wait. It's at a venue we haven't been to before. It's at the mission ballroom, Yeah, um, which I've heard is a really great venue. So that'll Mm -hmm. be cool.
0: Oh God, I can't wait.
1: But yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And, um, I'm wondering if he's going to play a lot of the music from that, um,
0: from the new album. I, I think so. It is going to be probably What's it the. It's called Anima. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: And if you haven't checked out that, is it still on Netflix?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. There's a short film um, that they made yeah like a companion kind of to the album
0: right it was it ta- they took three songs from the album and uh paul thomas anderson worked with tom york and and uh, they choreographed and created this beautiful it was like 12 minutes short film and i gotta tell you for all of you dance and choreography lovers please go check it out it's really masterful like mm-hmm. those guys are at the top of their game just having fun it was really good and uh I thought that it was it was amazing. It was just a wonderful, wonderful ride. Mm-hmm. And you really shocked me with that one. I think that you knocked it out of the park. And mm-hmm. you did that on like your birthday week too when I was like trying to find a really good birthday present for you. But it, it was just like insanity. And then I come home and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to look for your gift today. And then you're like, I'm the best wife ever <laughs> in the whole world.
1: But I made you think that I didn't get them at first. Yes. Because I said, and well, what I said was, hey, did you see that the Tom York <laughs> show in Denver sold out in, like, less than an hour? And you were like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It makes me really depressed. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's a good thing I'm awesome and I got tickets anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That was that was a good, that, I'm really um, happy to be married to you <laughs> because you're very thoughtful and you anticipate things. So mm. I... I appreciate you. Thanks, motherfucker. Just, I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> it was a well placed email in my inbox. So All right.
0: that was good. But it's it's gonna be a good time and I, I can't wait. We're gonna give you folks some updates on uh those live performances and it'll be a great time.
1: Um there's also a little bit of uh um some of the rumor mill that's been going around is that them the the members of the super band, them crooked vultures uh, which disbanded after their their album and tour like ten years ago, um, might be coming together to make a new album.
0: Yeah, that's going to be so sweet. I hope it happens. It's inevitable. They, you know they they've all been quoted as saying that it it were overdue. That's what mm-hmm. they said. Much like Yellowstone, they are <laughs> very much overdue to explode all over my ears. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Yeah, it would I, be so sick. I think Them Crooked Vultures live was one of the great experiences, musical experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not, I, I'm not speaking for you on this one, but really the power of of that band coming at you live mm-hmm. was astounding mm-hmm. and so on point, man. It was really good. What a dream, you know, like to to Look at that and go. I had one of those like out of body moments where I was like floating above all <laughs> these people. And I saw like my fat face down below <laughs> looking at uh John Paul Jones. And I'm like, that's a member of Led Zeppelin right mm-hmm. there, right there on stage. <laughs> and then there's these awesome people on there, too. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing. It was it was a wonderful time. But I do have uh I probably lost a couple of frequencies. I definitely uh, did. In we my were, right ear. Yeah, we, we were just We were way too fried. close to the speakers. Right.
1: <laughs> my ear was muffled for like three days after.
0: Yeah, definitely. My right ear. Worth it. Way worth it. So please, please, God, make sure that them crooked vultures gets back together in the next year. That will be so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. Do it for us here in Wyoming. Yep. It'll be wonderful. So, with that in mind, do you wanna do you wanna call it a night because it's a it is a weekday, mm-hmm. it's a weeknight. You look
1: like you're not gonna make it.
0: I'm I'm gonna make it just fine. <laughs> I am having the time of my life, podcasting. It's so good to be doing this episode, and I'm just I'm really proud of us because it, we're at episode thirty. We've been through a lot, <laughs> and I just wanna wanna celebrate and maybe get some more wine. If we can. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, but damn it. It's a weeknight. Never mind. No. Yeah. Until next time, folks.
1: Um, Just a little reminder. Disney Plus. <laughs> tomorrow, guys. You're gonna, it's you're gonna tomorrow. You're going to stay up,
0: you're gonna stay no, up I'm and not. wait for but it. But I'm
1: definitely going to be downloading it before work tomorrow. Like
0: a super fan. <laughs> we should get up at 6 in the morning. I'm and just excited it. about it. Let's get up at 6. Be I great. get up
1: at 6 every morning. Let's get up at 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's happening tonight, guys. So mark your calendars. Get your hair did.
0: Don't forget to subscribe. Can you do that?
1: Oh, and next time we're definitely going to talk about Dr. Sleep because I'm going to have finished it by that point. Yeah. So subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, guys. Send us an email at ourkidsasleep@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I got really excited the other day because <laughs> we got an email to an e- to, to that email address and I was Fuck. like oh, somebody emailed us yeah it was fucking YouTube telling us that their terms had changed.
0: we're changing our terms and conditions. Like, damn it. God
1: damn it <laughs> Why is this happening to me Yeah so anyway well that's it guys
0: Have a great night folks until next time
1: good night.